back. Right. And we back again. The most in demand podcast on the internet right now. Sold in 60. Welcome back. Uh, episode 28. We glad to be here. I got my co host with me, Richie Rich. Richie Rich. It's your boy. Hosted the one and only, the biggest and only time share podcast in the, in the world. world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, sure. So check it out. Today, we have a special, you know, I say special guest, but this time I'm on some a different level. We got elites, okay? So we're talking about somebody who started in the timeshare business since 2004. This gentleman uh, broke records. At one time, they gave him his own uh, line to sell exchangers, right? He was also a number one TO, which also broke records. This dude also has won the Sales Trainer uh, Arda Award. This gentleman has multiple properties, um, owns a barbershop, owns a, a coaching company called XL Speed Training, has motivated, coached many people from even myself to thousands of others. I don't know, man. I just got to get busy and give a big thunderous round of applause to my boy, Coach Lowood. Show. What up, boss? What's going on? I'm just chilling like a million trying to get a billion. billion. That's the man. <laughs> What's popping, man? Yo, that I couldn't even run down how much you've done, and you're still going. Still going. You know what I'm saying? You're still going. I'm, I'm so I'm honored to have you up here. You know what I'm saying? I'm honored to be here. I mean, share the story, share the journey, share the love, share the mindset of greatness. That's that boy, man. Sure, I think it's safe to say, Rich, that we both came up underneath Lowe's wing. If is that safe to say? I, yeah. I know I did. Left wing, right wing. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I mean, if I ever tell my story, there are um, one. There's always one person I say. You know, my my life changed when I had a conversation with one person. There's always I never I always said give those flowers. You know what I'm saying? So whenever uh, someone asks me what made it switch for me, it's a conversation I have with Lowe. It's a few conversations I had with, with Coach Lowe. But specifically, um, one of them was I was just, I don't know, walking to the parking lot after a day. And he said, you, you got to make it. It's not many of us. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? True. And I was mm-hmm. like, shit, you're right about that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then another one was uh, one time, blew my mind, man. Sit me down in the, um, right, right. we was in the, in the rep room. <laughs> yeah. And the man broke down finances for me and how to finagle and manage my finances, how to be debt free. And he had a system, and it just blew my mind. And I said, damn, this, this dude is great. You know, it's a difference. I don't know how it is at other resorts, but, you know, they say, you know, a trainer trains. But when some someone teaches you life management skills, mm-hmm. that's, like, invaluable. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So I, I appreciate that. Because he didn't have to. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But he put me to the side and put me on. You can't keep all that inside. You got to share it. Mm-hmm. You can't be the only one being successful because it's lonely at the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you at the top, you got to bring people at the top with you. And then once they get to the top, now you hang with people that want what you want. So if you want it, they want the exact same thing. Now it grows even higher. Mm. So now you're not alone at the top no more. You at the top, everybody at the top, everybody eating, everybody growing, you know, everybody changing lives. Now when I change that life, then now you'll say, well, man, let me impact another. Now another person at the top. Yeah. The impact another another person at the top. And that thing you know, we got a whole, uh, just hundreds of hundred people sitting at the top. Mm-hmm. That's what's up, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I can tell you, when I got in the game, it was 2015. Um, I think 
Mr. Mr. Low got in 2004 when you started, right? Yeah. That's what we heard 2004. So share with us this: right. Who introduced you to the industry? How did you get in the industry in the first place? Well, you know, it's you never know who's watching. Mm. Never know who's watching mm-hmm. because I was in coaching. I was coaching youth kids sports, but at that time back then, you know, I was going through a transition from being on the top and then back to the bottom. Cause no one was on top with me. Mm. No one helped me stay on top. So I ended up going back to the bottom. So I had to start all over. So I started just coaching. I got cuts on my kids. I started coaching to do sports. Mm. Then out of nowhere, the gentleman asked me, hey, would you want to come help me at this camp? I said, come help you at the camp. He said, do what? To train these kids. I said, you going to get paid? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you're going to get paid. I said, how much? He said, I'm going to give you $500. I said, when? So I went to the gentleman, and he, he trained these kids. Now, I'm over here coaching track and football for volunteering. Mm-hmm. He got 40 kids paying $200. Mm-hmm. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You, you making how much? So I said, well, I'm going to go ahead and I'll do it. And as I'm training the kids, I seen two or three young little boys look very talented, athletic. Remember, I'm training in high heel. I'm training the best of the best. I'm right. training fast. I'm training guys who now have went off to win the NFL. Right, real smart. I seen these two kids, man, and we came over. I invited them to come to my track, t- track meet, a little youth track meet. They outran my boys. I said, wow. So I had these two kids. We, we doing track. We going around track meet. We doing national championship. And the guy looked at me and said, I see what you're doing. I see your hard work. I see your passion. You need to do better. Because I'm driving to track practice in a truck mm-hmm. from Hughes Supply. I'm driving a little bit of truck, you know, going to practice, you know, going back, driving the truck, parking it, jumping in another little truck. I mean, I'm coming up with boots on, dirty, trying to volunteer these kids right out of work. Mm-hmm. The man said, you got to do better than that. You deserve better. I said, well, okay. He said, I want you to go sell a timeshare. I said, what is that? Say timeshare, you know, you sell the unit. I said, man, I thought that was crime share. Right? He said, nah. <laughs> he said, no, 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 no. It's it's real. It's legit. I've been doing it forever. I said, okay. And I said, I give it a shot. Then I went to my job, and I was so afraid to go. I did a leave of absence just in case I need to come back and drive that truck. Yeah. Because I was living in my means. Right? I was at the bottom, but I was still living in my means. So I took that five hundred forty-six dollar making every two weeks mm-hmm. and lived mm-hmm. with my family. And the guy said, I'm give, come to Westgate. And I went to Westgate in 2004. And the guy who told me that to go to Westgate, his name was Michael Martin. Mm. He's a lawyer of Westgate Resort. Wow. And he gave me a chance. You never know who's watching. You never know who's watching. Mm. He said, I told him, I would not let you down. He said, I hope not, because everybody else I sent failed. Mm. I said, not me. I'm a winner. 20 years later. Yeah. Damn. So you were able to bring that, uh, the coaching skills over into the, the sales industry, what it sounds like. Exactly what I did. I tell everyone as a sit in my class, I say, whatever experience you had before you came to Westgate or to t- timeshare industry, whatever experience you had at any timeshare, mm-hmm. Use that, but apply it to timeshare. Mm-hmm. So you come from the customer service industry, use that customer service skills in timeshare. You come from the coaching industry, use that experience from in, in timeshare. You come from the hard labor, and grit, and grind industry, have that same hard labor, grit, and grind in timeshare. Mm-hmm. 
all of it the same. Yeah. And and that's what I was able to do. Just take that coaching mentality and coach up them families, become owners. Mm-hmm. Which side did you start on, the, the in-house side or the front-line side? I didn't know the difference. I was trying to find a way to make more money than I was making. Mm. So they put me on the, the day-line side, which was interesting because I wasn't comfortable there. Mm. You never know what department works for you, too, if they have by faith. True that. I don't, I don't like wearing suits and ties. I don't even know how to tie a tie. I'm 52 years old, and to the very day, I don't know how to tie a tie because I didn't want to tie a tie. I didn't want to wear a tie. So I knew that wasn't be for me because you had to dress up. Right. So every day I went, I went with a negative mindset because I didn't want to dress up. I didn't want to tie a tie. I didn't like it, but I had to do it because I had to make it work. I had to subvert, you know, support my family. Mm-hmm. So I started Dayline, and it wasn't for me. Six months later, they told me you got to go. Mm. Six months later. I never heard this Lowood story. No. But here, but they skipped that part. Yeah, they skipped that part. But here's what they say. Here's what they say. You have to lose in order to win. Mm. Boom. Got to lose in order to win now. So I lost that battle over there. But I didn't lose it because I couldn't do it. I lost it because I didn't have the right mindset. I didn't come with a positive energy to get a positive outcome. I came with a negative energy to get a negative outcome. Right. They lied in 2004. They gave me another chance. I went in the house in 2005. Hmm. And how long would you say it took uh, It took you before you got the rhythm of how things were going and, you know, t- to the point where you were able to go to work and do your thing? Well, the Dayline did give me the foundation. I will say that. You know, it followed the mindset of a family entering the sales arena. It gave me the foundation, you know, how to present myself or how to talk to them. It gave me the foundation. I will say that much. So the foundation was laid. It was there. The, you know, the brick was there. You know, all I had to do now is just build on it. Right. So once I went in-house, I was able to be comfortable. I was back in my comfort zone. Then I realized, wait a minute, boy, you you got you ain't making no money. Oh. I said, uh oh, wait a minute. So when I went from dayline to in-house, in-house didn't start for a month. So I'm home waiting to work for a month. Oh wow. So I ain't got no money. So I had a choice. Get it together. Get out there and, and, and make it work when I got back. And the pleasant thing of it was, they said I can wear shorts, t-shirts, and tennis shoes. Word. I said, they in trouble. Because now, not, not only was I was in my comfort zone, I also was a different mindset. I also came there positive in less than two weeks, four sales. Mm. Eight weeks, eight sales. And the rest went from there. Yeah. That's what's up. Now, Back then, you said they were using shorts. That's because the process was a little different, right? I think today's day, a lot of people don't realize how the system was when they had the check-in process. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, the difference is when, you, when you're in a day line, families are coming from hotels. So a family that comes from a hotel, they're not coming to or doing a presentation, talk to somebody that look like, dressed like them. Mm-hmm. Cause they they already got a different perspective already. So when they walk in, they want to walk into a professional environment. True. So right, I mean, because they don't know what to expect. You no, know, you can't walk in. Somebody got a short T-shirt and shirt. Hey, let me ask you to become an owner here. It don't work like that. They they want to talk to someone in a professional environment because they're in a whole different environment where they came from. Mm-hmm. 
So in the in-house department, it was different because you have family already was owners. They already was they already committed to being part of Westgate majority of them. They already trusted the process, trusted the company. So when they checked in, it was okay to check in with someone that dressed just like them. It was okay. They already bought in now. They ain't no more convincing in that sense. So the process was totally different. So once they came in, we checked them in, but they got on short, we got on short. They got on T-shirt, we got on T-shirt. It might be 11 o'clock at night. No, nobody would be dressed in suits and ties on 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And they didn't expect us to. So once we met them and, and talked to them and greeted them and had fun with them, they're on vacation, right? And we took them around the golf cart, take them to their room, you know, and get them all set up, let them know I'm going to be with you for the week. It was a different perspective because they were staying on property. So now that's someone you can interact with seven days a week versus 90 minutes, a.k.a. three hours Correct. with yeah. the daylight. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. follow me? Mm-hmm. So there's a whole different process. So you're like their personal bodyguard. You're their concierge. You're their right-hand man. You know what I mean? You're the one they look to for anything, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, or they want to go somewhere. You as that person. They're going to make sure they had the best vacation ever because they start that vacation off with you. So when it was time for you to meet them, they bring them to see they want to do buy more, it was an easier opportunity, easier chance to get that sale. Mm-hmm. So in-house was a lot better, more comfortable, and the family felt comfortable at that time too. Gotcha. That's what's up. <laughs> How long were you on the uh, a sales rep before you transitioned into uh a trainer, because that's when I met you when you was the trainer. Yeah. Well, it's interesting on that part there because it's like things move so fast. When you come in with a grind mentality and you come in with a stronger mindset, you committed to be great, you sacrificing everything to make sure that you support your family, you be the best and not let no one down, then you end up having the passion for what you do. The, the process moves faster. Mm-hmm. So now in 2005, you know, next thing you know, I look up, I'm like the rookie of the year. I'm like, man, you know, not knowing how to even work. Because at that time, my, my head was down. Let's go. Let's grind. I can remember one week I had nine tours, nine sales. Mm. Right? Somebody said, you know you broke a record. I said, broke a record doing what? Mm. Because my, that wasn't my mindset about record. My mindset would get that money. Right. Right? So that's what I did. So next thing you know, eight months go by, a year go by, I'm on the CEO, I'm CEO status with the, on the referral team. I'm on the board team. I'm on the backpack team. And they're like, man, you're doing so good. You know, a year go by, you know, between Dayline and, and in-house, I've been like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And they looked at me and said, hey, you should be a T.O. I said, nope. I turned it down. People don't know I turned down being a T.O. I turned down the opportunity to getting money coming in off other people's sales. Mm-hmm. Why? Because family was first. The time was going to change for me. I had to get my home my kids. I wanted to coach football. Mm-hmm. Remember, that's still a part of me. My, my passion and my growth was also coaching. Mm-hmm. So I turned it down. They said they kept on coming, kept on coming. I said, okay, i give it a try. And sure enough, first week, $236,000 in volume, first week. Mm-hmm. That's kind of unheard of again. But because I kept a, a, my head down and just worked, people want to work with people that want to work. Yeah. People want to work with people that want what they want. And they want to make money. They want to be successful. They want to be great. And they seen it. In me, so they 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 flocked to me as a as a to, yeah. uh, you know, training or uh, to, to take over, and I end up just three four months. They know I'm already a million, and the two million. I'm like, man, this is 
It just came so fast. It came so easy. Yeah. Talk to us about those. Talk to me about your first, I would say, your first big check. Mm-hmm. How? What was going through your mind? Did you just open up the envelope and say, oh, my goodness. Right. You know, it, that first big check, I remember the numbers to the T. Because mm. I knew when I got that check, I made it. Mm. I got them. I knew it. I, I had it. I knew I did it. This is for me. I found my place. It was interesting because I was salary, and my salary they were paying me like fifteen hundred dollars a week. I'm like I'm I'm six thousand dollars a month. I'm getting paid. That's seventy two thousand dollars a year. And the guy said, "Man, you'll get your real estate license." Once again, here's that here the secret. That's that secret they didn't tell you about. Right. You would never know if that if I didn't, if that man wasn't watching me, I never would have knew where I, I can be successful at in a whole different environment. Like a hidden gem, a hidden secret from from us. I'm gonna keep it that way. Yeah. Right. And now I get there, and I they say, "Go get your real estate license." And I'm like, "Okay, let me do it." I'm gonna get my real estate license. Pass it that day. Go back to work. Deal. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, that was the deal. The week I had nine tours, nine, nine sales. sales. Yeah. And somehow I got in a car accident. Coming from work, somebody hit me from the back. I'm out two weeks. I came back in, and then and the director walked, and said, hey, low, come in the office. And back then, they gave you paper checks and half checks, spiff checks. So he brought me in and gave me this stack of, stack of envelopes. Mm. I'm like, you go to the mailbox, you're in the mailbox, right. and you're, you're, on vacation. Yeah. you're on vacation, you got stacks of envelopes. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I got to go through all the junk mail. He said, hello, here you go, here your check. And I'm looking like, what do you mean my check? Keep in mind now, I'm salary. So I get one check. I ain't never seen that many. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right. So I took it and I go to the bank. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. I go to the bank. It's called First Junior back mm-hmm. then. I walk in. I'm signing all the back of them. And I asked the lady, I said, could you add them up? She said, no, do you supposed to do that, Mr. Wood? They knew how I would. I said, no, but... Could you just? She said, "Okay." So she was nice. Cause I was been there a while, so she added all the checks up. She said, "There you go." I said, "How much is it?" Thirteen thousand five hundred seventy-four dollars and fifty-three cent. Mm. <sighs> I say, "I'm back." That's one month's worth of work. A one month worth of work. And matter, you know, I just say one month when all said and done, yeah. you get paid a certain type yeah, of way. Yeah, yeah. And so my check that one month. You know, even though I made that amount that one week, but how you got paid, okay, I know you. during got that two you. weeks, and now you get paid twenty one days, it was thirteen grand. I wow. was like, ooh, I said, um, it's on, and that, and that there just fueled me like crazy, yeah. and the rest was history from there. Mm. Mm. And you're talking about two thousand and six. <laughs> one check, thirteen thousand dollars in two thousand and six. Let's go back. I mean, wow. What was the percentage? Ten uh, percent on deals back then, or fifteen, ten to fifteen? See, me, I want, I want all the money. Yeah. See, the, the, the guys here when they was in timeshare, they mindset was just get deals, get deals, get deals. I'm trying to find the one which family pays the most. Mm-hmm. They said exchange. I said where they at? Mm-hmm. They said exchange to pay fifteen percent commission. I said give me all of them because mm-hmm. they all the same. They're all the same mindset. They all enter the same way through that door. They put their pants on the same way. They're all breathing. They enter the sales arena. It's no different to me and my mindset. I didn't look at them different. Others did. So they missed the boat. 
Mm-hmm. So it took them two or three owners to match up to my one sale. And then when the strangers walked in the door, they all owned for Marriott, Hyatt, Hilton, right, where you get your credit check even back then. Mm-hmm. That means they got what? Money. Money, yeah. So I already knew that's what I want right there. So when they used to walk in, when they about getting 8000 9000 10000 I'm hitting them with $22,000. And now? Brand new deals. You know what? I've never thought about that. You you just brought it to my attention. Even back then, when I was with the company, and they were giving they were giving out fifteen percent on the exchanges. When you go to a Wyndham or a Hilton, there's credit checks all day long. That's like right. That. So they got the money. That's right. I never thought of that, that like that. The, them the clients that you wanted, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we call them the money client. So I have I went from low wood to the stranger king. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is, and so and you know, and and it led to other opportunities for me as the years went through. They made a whole line for y'all. A whole line. Yeah, they made a whole line for us where they said, well, we're going to just, if Loki come here and sell, you know, quarter of a million in just exchangers, yeah. got his mindset, then why do we? Why everybody else can't do it? So everybody came and said to me how to do it. And I explained to them that all they got to do is show them how they can have the best of both worlds. Yeah. Didn't knock them. Then, then do, then go, then say nothing because they trusted the, the yeah. timeshare industry. So don't knock them. Show them how they can have the best of both worlds. Give them my same personality. Treat them the same way. Don't even act like they're exchanger. Yeah, act like they're an owner at Westgate because they already the owner. So yeah. ain't too much convincing. Mm-hmm. And that thing, you know, they say, well, Lord, we want to start a line, and you want you to be the TO for that line. So it's interesting because. Uh, they they brought another person on too to do the same thing, but that person already didn't have the positive mindset. Mm. So what I did, mindset brought my guys in, got them pumped, got them excited, energy, show them different strategies, how we're gonna sell them, how I'm gonna come to the table. And next thing you know, six months later, strictly exchangers, just exchangers. Six months later, I don't hit them with four point five seven million, mm. and they were like, "What the world?" So, and everybody on the other side, they didn't do that well because why? The mindset. Yeah. So they said, well, shoot, we'll bring you over here. Now I'm tackling both of them. Now I got to the point where I'm tackling both departments. We're doing great, everything rolling. And then, of course, you know, when things are going great, when you ain't on the top with mm. the other person, mm. they try to bring you. They bring you down. Absolutely. Game change. Yeah. Game change. Absolutely. Game change. Absolutely. Game change. You know, that's interesting because I know, you know, a lot of people, especially back then, they would complain when they get exchangers, you know. <laughs> so it's funny to see that you embraced them while mm-hmm. others were running from them. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's the biggest key for me. Just embrace them. Embrace, embrace them because every person that walk in there got a wallet. I like yeah. that one. <laughs> you right. Everyone though. that walks in got a wallet. You're I right like though. that. That's a bar. You right. <laughs> yeah. You got to figure out how to get it out. That's all it is. You know, just how, how you get that wallet out. You know, it's no different. It's still the same thing. Same mindset. Same mindset. You just got to get past that they already own somewhere else, mm-hmm. and give them the best of both worlds. Show them why this resort has what that resort is missing, and then put it together. Now. To fast forward, you said that was 2008. I know you did your thing. and So just jump. To, that was 2006. So let's jump. So you're successful 2006, 2007, 2008. 
you know, one of the things that I think that you're very known for is being uh, smart with your money. And 2008 happens and the world just gets hit with a, a wave of was a recession, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, tell us about how you navigated through that and what type of opportunities opened up. Mm. Well, before that even hit, I knew that what was my my ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. And my ultimate goal was have a successful, a successful career and be a great father and be a coach. So I knew I had to have that nucleus, have that balance. So I ended up stopped being a T.O. and became a trainer. Mm-hmm. That's something that most people at my level where I was at would not do. Because that's a pay cut, if I'm not mistaken. 90000 at that time. Mm. So I was willing to take a $90,000 pay cut to be a trainer so I could continue coaching and be with my kid. Mm. So when I became that, the, the general manager, maybe was the vice president, asked me, why would you do that? Why would you take a $90,000 pay cut. I said, the money don't control me. I control the money. I live within my means. So even if I took the $9,000 pay cut, I'm still going to be able to live the same because I'm already living down there. Yeah. I'm making them here, but I'm living here. So when all said and done, I felt, I said to myself, I'm going to live at 60%. I'm going to put up 40%. So I got that check, 60%, 40 went up. I got 1,000, 400 went up. Got 1,000, 400 every time. Every time I'm putting it up. But I'm only living at 60. That's how I live. So if I get a $90,000 pay cut, it, it don't bother me because I'm not living at 100%. Yeah. So I'm still going to make my money. I still have a good paycheck coming in. Mm-hmm. But realistically, what the paycheck, the salary I was getting, it's where I was living. Mm-hmm. So I just did that. So I mean, you're very, very big on mindset. So the normal person, the more money they make, the lavish their life goes up. Right, you right, know, we making more right, money now. We right, we doing bigger right, things. Right. So you're saying that you was able to still have the mindset already. Okay, even though I'm making money up here, I'm still going to be living as if I'm down here. Correct. Absolutely. But that living was at sixty percent of a hundred. And just say forty thousand dollars. That's a great back then. Yeah. I'm, I'm living good. That's yeah. that's uh eighty thousand dollars. You see what I'm going yeah. at? If I'm making one forty, right? That's eighty. Mm-hmm. That's a good living. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I had a nice place. You know, the, I had a nice car. You know, the kids was fine. We had no problem. So that that didn't bother me. Uh, if I want to go to a nice place to eat, I was able to. Yeah. I just didn't do it six days a week. Yeah. You follow me? I know. I did. I, mean, I brought my lunch. And he'll tell you, Richard tell you, I brought my lunch every day. Yeah. <laughs> and still, 20 years later, still bring my lunch. Yeah. So that was the difference. There. Not, I still live good. I went, I went to a nice restaurant. I went okay. to Ruth Chris. Okay. Don't get me wrong now. I, I ate well. I did what I need to do. But I live a very simple, simple life. So when all said and done, when the market crashed, and I'm a trainer, I'm making $90,000 pay cut, living you know, right there uh, at that 60%. What I did was, before the market crashed, remember when I took that pay cut, let's just say I'm at 90 grand. Mm-hmm. Now I'm right there, right? Now I'm living at 60 grand. Mm. All I did was, it just moved monies around, mm. did some different things, right? Moved around. It's all that moved money around where I can live at 60 and I got rid of certain things. I had a nice uh, truck at that time, got rid of it, got me a lesser truck. 
Mm-hmm. Still the nitro. I went from the big Sierra and dropped me a little Dodge Nitro, a little a little car. Yeah. Right. But my wife went from a. She had a. I think she had like a, a nice. I don't know. It was a ultimate. Yeah. Right there. We went to us a nice little um, little bug type little car. Yeah. Right. We changed the cars. Yeah. Same house. Same lifestyle. Different car. Yeah. So now we went from five six hundred dollar payment yeah. or whatever to what two hundred. Yeah, to no I need to do that right now, actually. I, think right, I right. need to downsize what I'm driving right, right now. <laughs> yeah, but keep in mind, though, here's the mindset for I finish get the rich uh, question was, mm. you know, I, my friend had a Range Rover. I had a Dodge, Dodge Nitro. Mm. We both drove to Alabama, going to Alabama game. We arrived at the exact same time. Mm. He parked to that parking lot. I parked to this one. Yeah. He got out. I got out. Yeah. He shut the hand with Nick Saban. I shut the hand with Nick Saban. He sat down with Nick. I sat down with Nick. He went to the game. I went to the game. He ate the wings. I ate the wings. Game was over. Went out to eat my boy. Ha ha. Got back in our car. He drove home. I drove home. He got home at eight. I got home at eight. His payment is a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> my payment two hundred. Yeah. I'm just. I'm, I'm just saying. So. I didn't need a Range Rover right. to meet Nick Saban. But who taught you that? You have to be taught that. Because, you know, we get our money. We want to splurge. Who ta- who sat you down and said, "Lo, this is how you, you know, work right. your money and move your money? I'm, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to roll right back into Rich, finish Rich questions. Because my, my uncle came home from the military back in the days. He had 15 nieces and nephews. Everybody had in one line. He put down 100 pennies and 20 nickels. He said, pick which one you want. The first niece and nephew, 100 pennies, 100 pennies, 100 pennies, 100 pennies. Get down to the 15th person. They would take you the 100 pennies, put another 100 pennies up. You follow me? Mm-hmm. The 100 pennies, baby, in them little packs then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's one rolls. Yeah. Right, right. You see how we did that? So cause back then, you know, if I got 100 pennies, I got me a dollar, I'm going to give me some bunch of cookies. Right? It was a you know, cookie for $1. Yeah, one cent. Yeah, yeah. One cent. Y'all follow me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was 20 nickels. I walked up and looked right. Looked left, looked up in the air, my grandmother told me. Looked down, I grabbed a 20 nickels. He said, boy, I've been waiting for somebody to pick them 20 nickels. He said, why did you pick the 20 nickels? I said, the bigger they are, the more powerful they are. The shine they are, the more powerful they are, and the less of them. Mm. And he said, did you not know that they're the same amount of money? I said, no. He said, you can have the 100 pennies, too. So mm-hmm. I got two dollars. Yeah, but I got one dollar. Mm-hmm. So I knew right then where I was going with that. Mm-hmm. So my grandma looked at me and said, "Boy, you're gonna be successful one day." I said, "Do me a favor, though, Lo. When you walk, make sure you squeak." You never heard that one, did you? I didn't mm-hmm. hear that one. When you walk, you squeak. So that means be stingy, mm-hmm. frugal, mm-hmm. budget. My grandma's the one. Grandma to take the money, put up on the carpet. Leave it so long that it fades. Mm. Squeak when you walk. Wow. Don't let the money that flow out your pocket. Let's squeak. When you walk, ooh, that's stingy low. And ever since she told me that, that's where I've been all my life. I'm more frugal now, but I always squeaked when I walk. My grandmother taught me how to squeak when I walk mm-hmm. when she told me that. Mm-hmm. So when it comes back to the market, Rich and the market crash, all the boys. Everybody I know were buying all their houses. Mm. One of them had 13, 15. Everybody, they were they like, low, get in low. Keep in mind now, I saved that. Remember that 400? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Remember that 400? Mm-hmm. Remember them half check? That thing got to six figures. 
Low, come on, get in low. Get in low. Credit good. Mm. Get in low. Nah, I don't know how nobody buy a house for this much. They flip it this time, and then they're going to buy another one. Then they made this much, and they bought another one. They make all this. And then about, I'm like, that. I like, mm. I, I just didn't take chance like that because I was still squeaking. Right. I said, I'm just going to wait. Let me just wait. I said, but then again, I'm, like, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I don't just follow everybody lead. So most people, they see something big, they start following. My grandma always told me, don't follow an image, follow what's authentic. Mm-hmm. And people just jump into new deals, new this and new stuff, they follow an image instead of following what's authentic. And what was authentic is just basic cash. Cash was king. Mm-hmm. That's why she always hide up on the carpet. Cash was king. So I just kept stacking the cash. She told me, go buy a CD. Go buy this, you ain't gonna lose 3.5% back then. I bought more CD cash. Cash, they don't touch it, cash. So, next thing you know, the market crash, the market crash, and everybody running around here losing their house and each job, all that. All of a sudden, my boy called me. He said, Hey, it's your time. I said, What are you talking about? He said, It's your time. He said, When I say buy, you buy, because I know you got it. Mm-hmm. I said, What do you mean? He said, When I tell you to buy, just buy. Sure enough, he called me and said, hey, I got this house for sale, 25000 It's 2000 by 10 now, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. 25000 I said, how? He said, I said, let me look what you're talking about. House sold before at 200 thousand. It got to the point where down 25 grand. Bought it. He called me again. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> called me again. Hey. This apartment complex, this burned down. The homeowner association built it up. All you got to do is just do the inside of it. Because people back then never got rental insurance or homeowner insurance inside of the, for the inside of the condo. Because the condo paid for the, the uh, outer structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They never did it. So now when it burned down, you, you got to pay bills here. Now when it built back up, the bank said, hey, time to pay that mortgage again. But now you got to pay the mortgage, and you need $20,000, $30,000 to do the inside. Who got that? The bank said, you out. Now the bank got to go in and fill them in. My boy called me, hey, just buy them. Don't worry about it. We'll fix them inside. Okay. $5,000, mm-hmm. $27,000 for mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. $37,000. <laughs> 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 too many, too many. <laughs> So I buy one for $5,000, condo, two-bedroom, two-bathroom. He called me back, so I got another one up here for $37,000. I got one over here for $42,000. Boom, boom, I'm buying them. I'm just buying them, just jumping on the cash. Mm-hmm. Everybody like So I, here's what even crazier than that was. People had cash when I went to them and asked them to get involved. No. They, no, 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 no. Because, see, they never live within their means so they didn't know how. They was afraid. Yeah. Right? So they scared of the market crash. Yeah. It's, yeah. You're afraid because you didn't know, you, you didn't think. Yeah. So, sure enough, I, I able to capitalize on them. And the thing you know, I got all the condos, mm-hmm. went in, got went and put them in and just rented them out. Yeah. And it got so good. It got so lucrative. So much money came in that it opened up another door. Hard money lending. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Whole nother door open up then. Because mm. now people need money. Yeah. The bank said no. They struggling. So I said, let me get a little action. Now I'm doing hard money lending. Mm. Next thing you know, I'm at a barbershop. They lock the doors on. They can't get in the barbershop. People know people who struggling. Nah, bought the barbershop. <laughs> eight years, what is it, eight, nine, ten, twelve years? How long? I think I bought that in 2014. Yeah, I'm on eight years later. Mm. So, because I was living in my mean, stingy, squeaking, now banking. Mm. That right there, timeshare, is what allowed me to go from low to Lomo Enterprise LLC. Mm. Bars. Show, I like that. I like the sound of that. <laughs> that's that's a mogul. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you talk about living legends, definitely. Like we love to talk about you. And everybody, a lot of people know you, and I know you helped a lot of people out and about in the streets and, and kids. And you do a lot. Like you have the XLSP training yeah. as well. Um, I mean, you. It, this is y'all seeing the reserve load. This is a, you have a, a movement. When it mm. comes to the sports scene, mm. you know, I didn't know, and I worked with you for years and didn't know how powerful I knew you powerful in sales, right. mm -hmm. but in the streets, there's a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I was like, you know, Coach Lowe? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. But you never know. It's so crazy. I was, uh, so we went to uh, Cancun about two months ago, mm. and uh, I'm at the airport. And uh, the guy walked by and say, "Hey, what's up, Colo?" I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, in Mexico. Yeah, in Mexico. I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, didn't even know who he was. He came back and hit me on Instagram, saying, "Hey, Coach, I didn't know you from one of your camps. I just seen you, but I didn't want to disturb you because I know you're with you know with your your people, your mm. family, all that kind of stuff. There, it was that crazy, like that. And everybody, like, we can't go nowhere without you knowing." Somebody. Somebody. Yeah. That's what's up. Somebody. Well, you definitely got an impact on not just uh, the youth, but salespeople. And um, I want to say, like, a lot of people that watch this show either are in the industry or think about getting in the industry. And one of the things that we talk about is the potential that you can make. But if there's one thing that, that I hope that they heard today was to live within your means mm -hmm. and Absolutely. to always plan, you know, for a rainy day or exit strategy. Because it may not be something you may have another passion mm -hmm. that you want to follow, mm -hmm. and I think that that's important that they heard that today. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important because um, we we tend to start making money because we never had it, mm -hmm. and one of the hardest thing for people to do is to keep it. Mm -hmm. See, when you're comfortable making no money. When you start making money, the fastest thing for you to do is start making no money again. That's the fastest thing for you to do. What helped me was because when I even was making money, I still lived like I wasn't making money. Yeah. And and that's the problem. It's you know, just being okay with driving a Dodge, being okay with going to Golden Corral, being okay going to the Chinese restaurant buffet. <laughs> Being okay to go there with your family. Being okay to go get the specials, the two for one. It's okay. It's okay to bring your lunch every single day. 
because people say, well, I got lunch. It's only cost me $7. Yeah, but by the time you do a tip, by the time you mm-hmm. add an extra, now you have 15, 15 times mm-hmm. six, now you add easy $90 for that week times four, yeah. now I'm at $360 right mm-hmm. there. If I add another month right there, now I'm at $440, $50 right there for that month, because five weeks, mm-hmm. now I take that five, five fifty or whatever, multiply it by 10, now I'm at 5500 mm-hmm. right there. And keep in mind, I bought a condo for 5000 Yeah. So it's this, them the things that they don't recognize. It's almost like when you're walking and you see a dime, a penny, and a penny. The question is, do you pick the dime up and leave the penny, or do you take the dime and the penny and the penny? Mm-hmm. I'm taking the dime, the penny, and the penny. Yeah. But some people don't have that mindset of taking a dime and a penny and a penny. I'm just going to get a dime or not even get it all. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't see it that way. But if I keep seeing a dime and keep seeing a dime and keep seeing a dime, all of a sudden I got a dollar. Yeah. Now I'm driving, and my daughter or somebody said, Dad, can you get me a dollar sweet tea for McDonald's? Mm-hmm. There you go. It's OPM, other people money. Yeah. It wasn't mine. Right. But see, that's not the mindset of, of people nowadays. Their mindset is, you know, the little change don't worry about it, you know, or I got it, I ain't going to worry about it. I'm just about it. No, no, here you go, a bigger tip than they deserve. It's just the way you live, you know, kind of money, but then all of a sudden you come back later and say, man, I wish I would. See, the biggest thing with most people is when come to financing, they never say, they, or they always say, ah, that never happened to me. Ah, I always going to have it. Ah, I'll make that next week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go buy a $5,000 purse. Ah, I get a deal next week. Yeah. All of a sudden you strike out. Yeah, now true. you're right now stressing. True. That stress brings two weeks of no sale. Cause now you get a commission breath. Now I'm at three weeks no sale. Now you gotta come see a trainer. That's true. Two for ten and, and, and all of that. I know. I remember those. <laughs> Two for ten. Yeah, you're right. I, it's so easy. We talked. We had a couple guests on here. We talked about it. We get those half checks. Ah, you know, it's just a half check. Oh, mm-hmm. I get. You know, I get it again next week. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you turn around month, two, three months later. You don't got no money. You got commission breath mm-hmm. on the table. You're panicking. You know. So you're absolutely right about that. You're yeah. absolutely right about that. You know, and just impacting everybody. Like I say, like Rich was talking about, the impact that I try to bring to others. It don't matter, you know, if they, you know, they black, white, put it on care. It's about others, not just trying to help certain people. I want to help all grow. And I think that's what helped me be successful. You know, talking about in the Bible, they talk about you know, tenfold. Mm-hmm. I really didn't recognize the tenfold until I, I actually seen it happen. Mm. Never thought about it. So I'm like, what do they mean by tenfold? I can remember being at work and a guy came to me and said, hey, my wife, you know, going through some tough times. I'm out of the house. I don't have a car. I got a motorcycle. I need a place. I said, no problem. I got a condo that's empty. You can stay there. Now, I'm not, still, I'm not, I'm not thinking about the tenfold now. I'm not thinking about the tenfold. You, you can stay there. Another guy called me saying my daughter in college. It's at the job. I'm down in college. I don't have my money right now. I'm just getting going. If we want to pay this money, we'll put out of college. Here you go. Tenfold, right? Mm. I'm saying, what that tenfold? I'm like, I understand it. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, I get a call from my boy. My realtor. Hello. Got something for you. I said, what? He said, we have this guy that owned 1.1 acres out in Davenport. Okay. Well, the way it's set up, he can't get his money for like a year. But the prop is worth $1.8 million. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's uh, one one point one acre, right? Let me get that right. Let me say that right. No, 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 I'm wrong. The land was worth one point eight million. I'm like, okay, so they somehow trying to build a shopping center on it. That's what it was. Somehow they needed. Remember back then, cash was tough. Mm-hmm. So they needed three hundred seventy-five thousand. Funny that number sound familiar, huh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just asked them for it. <laughs> they needed three hundred seventy-five thousand. I'm like. Dang, that's a big one, that boy. You know, like, who know? I'm like, well, how are we gonna break that one work? You know, I'm like, <laughs> you know? so I said, hmm. And what you know is, who you, you know. know. Yeah. So I made a phone call to that person that was at the top with me. Mm. Hey, got an opportunity for you here. One point eight million. They need three hundred seventy-five thousand right now. Let's go half. He said, let's do it. I trust you, love. No problem. We go half. 10 points, one year, prepayment penalty, one year. Mm. He paid it back in six months. We walked away with $38,000. Mm. Sweet. Now, if he don't pay, we'll have $1.8 million. Right. Yeah. But that was the tenfold. Yeah. Because I'm helping someone with school. Mm-hmm. I'm helping someone in a place to live. He brought this opportunity to me. But I can't do that if I'm not living in my means. That, that's the key. You know, and I'm, I'm enjoying life too now. Mm-hmm. Boy, you got to live with your means. That's huge. So when you see these reps, or uh, when you see these reps, you know, getting their check and getting their Gucci belts and getting they whatever mm-hmm. they want to get, mm-hmm. do you sit back and just kind of laugh it off, laugh it off in your mind? Like, ah, look at that, have no mm-hmm. idea. Or do you actually, you know, try to pull some of them to a side and say, yeah. hey, man, you should, you, you know. So what I do is, when I see that, I bring them sitting down at the table. Mm. And I show them the five streams of income. Right, Rich? Mm-hmm. Then I show them the cash flow, how to make a cash flow and their money. So I show them, I say, let's talk about it now. So I show them a, 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 what I do, it's called five streams of income. I show them how it works. I say, so when you're ready to buy that $5,000 watch and all that there, mm. make sure you've done that, that, that first. First. That's true, yeah. Then you, re- then you treat yourself. Yeah. You can't treat yourself, treat yourself, treat yourself when you never invest and invest and invest or put up and saved and saved and saved. Mm. You can't do that. Because mm. now you can't sell the, now you're going to try to sell the, we're going to sell the belt, sell yeah. the watch. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. That's what we do. Instead of saying, okay, I took this money and invested into the barbershop. Okay, I took this money to open a training company. I took this money and bought a real estate, right? And now I want to go reward myself. No problem. I can. From where? All these streams of income. Yeah. Streams of income. See, that middle income is Westgate. That's that home base income. Mm. Right? That's, that's, let me pay my bills, take your home here. But that 40% went over here. When that 40% got so big, it shifted over here. When that money got so big, it shifted right here. Now each count is doing its own thing. You never should have to touch it. Cause you live off Westgate, yeah. Marriott, Hyatt, Hilton, wherever the timeshare entry is. All this right here is just money that's sitting there mm-hmm. for more investment, more opportunity, more rainy day. Then, anytime you want to, go and treat yourself and be smart about it. Don't treat yourself with your personal check. Use the business card. Yeah, <laughs> that's another lesson you could drop on. <laughs> that's a whole another. That's one a whole class you. coming. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but Lo, we appreciate you pulling up, man. You know what I'm saying? This is uh, a big a moment for the listeners, the viewers, and for us to have you on here because we know you are a living legend. You know what I'm saying? Um, tell them where they can find you and follow you. 
You, you follow me? My, my father is more focused on the youth and the kids and the community. You know, the business side of it is, if you in my era, you in my, uh, in my network, in my system, you ever want to sit down and talk, whatever, then, you know, that's cool too. But my biggest focus now is give back, giving back to our youth. The easy people to, to, to help is the youth for help to adults. They have their own mindset where they're going to do things. Here's one thing I t- tell you. Can't tell nobody what to do with their money. Can't tell nobody what to do with their life. But you can put it in their life. Mm. So you got youth kids out there and you want me to put in there and put in your life. And once again, I can't tell you do with your money, do with your kid. But if you want me to put in their life, or you don't want me to put in your life and, and show you some simple ways to be successful and live comfortably, hit me up on IG, Coach Low, the number four life or you want to go to my website excelspeed.com them two right there or excelspeed.com will direct you to all my social media platforms from them and here's one thing I do that most people don't do I respond to your DMs I respond to them I mean I can show you right now I'm responding to respond to a lady calling from North Carolina saying can you come up here and train my kids in North Carolina <laughs> You come train us at one of one people say, we in Oregon. Can we fly you out to train our group? That's the type of calls I'm getting. But they see that when I do things, I do it with passion. And passion brings the money. Yeah. Absolutely. Go for life. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, man. So listen, um, we definitely got to have you on the show again. I appreciate you coming by, um, dropping those nuggets for us. This was a big one, you know, especially the people in the industry, uh, sales industry. They need to hear that. You know what I'm saying about the five different things of income and thing like that. So we're definitely going to run this episode back. This is probably going to be one of the biggest episodes we've done so far, to be honest with you. Uh, Richard, before we get out of here, you want to pay some bills real quick? Yeah, so we have to pay bills or else we won't have a place to be. So if you're looking to shoot your own podcast, you contact Factual Film Studio located at 8865 Kamali Circle, Suite B. Bigger and better. Let your creativity run wild. That's Factual Film Studio. The link will be in the bio of our Instagram. And speaking of our Instagram, follow us at Solden60 on Instagram. Please follow, share, tag, and like it. Comment. Tell us what you want to hear or someone you want us to have up here. Awesome, man. We out just like that.